surrounding your life and total life to Christ. If your life is totally for God, then no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. And the enemy will not be able to destroy you. Then your praises will also be meaningful to God. And I urge all of us to continue to surrender our life to God. That is where real power is. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise is very, very important. Worship is very, very important. And sometimes if you want to see the power of God, you should learn how to praise him. I will read Psalm 114, the whole psalm, just some, uh, 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 the whole psalm, just eight verses. Uh, it says that when Israel, when Israel went out of where? Egypt, the house of Jacob, from a people of strength language, Judah, praise, Judah, or praise, became his sanctuary. And God himself says that he moves in the praises of his people. Anytime you create praises, real praises from holy life, God has no option but to come and dwell in your midst. In fact, if you want to see the power of God, this is how to bring God's power. That life that are dedicated to God and that praises the Lord. And I pray that you will practice this 
and you will see the power of God moving in your life. You'll find out that there were many victories that were won through praises. When King Jehoshaphat became overwhelmed, sometimes you are overwhelmed by situations. You see the enemies coming against you. You size up your, your weapons, your strength, your strategy, and you look at the enemy's uh, uh, weapons and whatever he has, you know that this person is not a match to me. It's just like pairing, putting a paperweight or a lightweight or a, a featherweight like Ghanaian to a heavyweight, putting them together in a, uh, uh, in a ring. Uh, you could be a featherweight champion. The guy might not be a featherweight, uh, 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 heavyweight champion. But when they put two of you, and it's one blow gets you. So, you sometimes look at, so normally even this, they match weight. The reason is that they don't want one to have full advantage over the other. So, they put you in weight. But this world, the devil doesn't know whether you're weight. When he's coming, he's coming. He doesn't care whether you are his size or not his size. He comes against you. He's a wicked person. He doesn't look at your strength. He always wants to attack you from where you are vulnerable. He wanted always want to attack the weak. So he comes. Joseph had faced a similar situation where he did not even call for war. You know, sometimes you don't plan for a fight. But somebody said, today I'll fight you. You didn't sign that I'm going to fight, but you say, I'll fight you. Have you met people like that? Sometimes they want to fight you. You know you can't fight you. They, shake, they push you. They insult you. The reason why they're doing that is to draw you into, uh, uh, into some, some war. And sometimes you, you, you also size, look at the person. Uh, 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 if you're Ghanaian, uh, uh, if you're strong, and even the person, you want to fight the person, but if you're not strong, you look at the person, this guy, if I play with him, he will disgrace me in public. You just tell him, oh, I'm a Christian, I don't want to fight. The reason why you say you don't want to fight, you're a Christian, is not because you're a Christian, it's because you don't have the strength to fight him. <laughs> then, you, if you're going to say, oh, me diamanya me. The guy is hitting you, he's shaking you, he's, he's disgracing you, he's insulting you, and you say, oh, I've, I've, I've left it. And sometimes people get surprised because they know you. <laughs> they know who you are. They know you don't let things go like that. But sometimes when you look at your enemy and your wife, you let things go. So this man, he was there and uh, somebody wanted to fight him because he thinks he's stronger than him. And when he heard, and when they bring news to you, the way they compound the news, 
they blow it. Then Jehoshaphat, then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hezazon Tama, which is in Engedi. This is a reported news. And sometimes news when they report it, they embellish it, they, uh, uh, they are very, but before you hear the news, you haven't seen it, it creates fear before you see the real time. So this king and the normal slave, all of us who get fear, we, fear comes to us. So what happened? And Jehoshaphat feared. So he did what? Did he see the army? Did he see the army? Why was he afraid? He had faith coming by hearing and hearing the word of God. And fear also come by hearing. <laughs> or fear came by hearing. Some of us, the moment you hear some news, it creates fear or faith. Any things you hear can either create faith or what? Fear. The ear is to hear. The mind processes the whole thing. And it can either create depending on what is in your heart. If you have a big God in your heart, it creates faith to meet the thing. If you don't have anything in your heart, it creates fear to run away or, or, or to die before the problem comes. He feared. But when you are afraid, you have to act. Either you jump or either you cry. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself. That is why when you hear something, when something comes upon your life, I always say that there's a difference between reaction and response. If you hear, you may react. Reaction is you don't think about the uh, 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 you just you just behave because of what you heard. Respond is you sit down and say, "Yes, this thing is coming. How am I going to address it?" You then think through everything. Then you take a decision. So in life, learn how to respond and not to react. So he responded to it. His, he then set himself, what did he do? And set himself to seek what? The Lord. And proclaim what? A fast throughout all Judah. That's a good response. It may look stupid in the mind. This shouldn't be a reaction of that. The enemy is coming. The reaction shouldn't be seeking God's face. The action shouldn't be.
fasting because you must eat to have strength to go and fight your enemy. <laughs> so he responded to it in the right way. And Jesus always responded to situations. So Jesus gathered, uh, so Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. Where do you ask help from first? It doesn't matter whatever situation that comes in your life. The first person, the first face you must seek is God. And the first one you must ask help from is Jehovah God as a Christian. So Judah prays, asks what? Help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. I like this king. Then Jehovah's, Je Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not in heaven? Unisro. Are you not God? In heaven. You taught us to pray that our Father, who art in heaven. We are not talking about the God on earth here. The God on earth here is limited, has limitation. But the God in heaven, nothing can limit him. He is the one who created both the heavens and the earth. He is the one that has power over this earth. He is the one that can hold the breath of men. He is the one that created men. So God, if you are the one that is in heaven and you have control over all men and have your enemy that can fight for Israel, then you are the one we are praying to. Oh Lord God of our fathers, our fathers, it simply means that God has a history. What should he mention their fathers? It means that God has done certain things for the fathers which he can base his faith and hope on. That his fathers have faced serious situations like that and that God delivered them and that God promised their fathers that their sons, he would do the same thing to them. So, our God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? I love this. You rule over what? Minus any nation. All nations, God rules over them. He said, God, there is no kingdom that can defy, that can come against your ways. Because all kingdoms are under your authority. And there is one kingdom that has risen against your children. 
you have power over it. Are you not the one? So you can do something. Oh my God, I love this God. And in your hand, is there not power and might? Do we really believe in this modern day that in God's hand there is power and might? Or we've turned it into theology? Or is now a concept in the mind of the believer? Or we believe that God in these days has power and might. How many of you believe that? Then when you fall into any situation, don't think it's finished. Don't think that is the end. I love this God. If you hear any news for your life, for your family, don't be afraid. If you go to the hospital and they tell you anything, don't be afraid. Ha. So that no one is able to what? To withstand. He said, and in your hand, is there not power and mind? So that no one is able to withstand you? I love it. Are you not our God? Now, he moved from the fathers and now come to them. That yes, you've been our fathers, listen, you fought battle for them, you won battle for them. Today too, are you not our personal God? <laughs> Sometimes you can talk about history or what Nkrumah has done. What this person have done? What is it? But what about us? Are you not our God who drove out what? The inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendant of Abraham, your friend forever. You see how he addressed Abraham. They took their Lineage where they come from, from Abraham. I said, that man, he's your what? He's your what? Ah, your father's friend. He said, this is my father's friend. Some of you boast because of your father's friend. He said, my father's friend, friend, brother's friend is the president. <laughs> Even that one. He's not a direct friend, though. His friend, brother's friend. Connected to his friend, what? Brother's friend. Even that uncle, you boast. I said, my father's friend, which is Abraham, which is your friend. Oh, I love God. Can you sit down for your friends? Uh, children to be uh, humiliated. And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name saying. They build you what? What kind of sanctuary does God dwell in? I read. You see, Judah became his what? 
praise became his word. See, wherever you build a sanctuary for God, you cannot be defeated. When you don't learn how to praise God, you always face defeat in your life. So that's why Paul said, in all things, huh? give what? Thanks. Is that how the mouths of beefs? Well, what? Praise. And strength is ordained. Okay, let me continue. If disaster, this is what God said, if disaster come, you see, when they dedicated this, this is what he said, if disaster come upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence. You know, when the temple was dedicated, this is the prayer uh, 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 that was praying. That anytime we are in trouble and anybody stands here and pray, or even if he's in Ghana and he even turned towards that place, uh, uh, the, uh, that place and pray, God here and God responded, truly have agreed and they signed that agreement. So they brought that agreement. God, this is the agreement that uh, when the sanctuary was built that you responded to and you, you, you signed and, and Solomon signed and everybody signed with Israel. So God, we are bringing the same word to you. Were you not the one who said it? Let, let's continue. Oh my God. If disaster comes upon us, sword, and you know the sword was coming. Judgment, <laughs> pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in the presence, for your name is where? In this temple. And cry out to you in our affliction. And you will hear and what? And save us. You will hear and what? Some people can hear, but they can't save. You tell the Omati, You bring your parents and say, oh, you talk, talk, you talk. Ah. Say, oh, very sad. Oh, it was. Uh, don't worry. It will be well. He can't do anything. But this one, he has what it takes. He promised to save. So now we are. And now, <coughs> here are the people of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir, whom you will not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are. Wow. So now you help somebody. How many have heard somebody that has turned against you before? Huh? Oh, then you are not human beings. You are either not a human being or you didn't have strength to help anybody. Or you are so poor that you couldn't, you, you, throughout your life, you never help anybody in life. If you keep on helping people, they will also reward you with good or bad. Sometimes you help people when you, are, you help people, help people. The moment you lose that thing, those people, when they see you, you greet them, they don't want to resp respond. Isn't it? Yes. Sometimes you feed people. When they, are, they were hungry, you brought them, fed them, helped them. They did it, established them. You even look for a job for them. Now they became great. 
when even they meet you, uh, as if they never saw you any place before. But that is, don't go home and have heartaches. It is part of life. He said, you didn't allow us. We had the power to destroy this. But he said, don't destroy them. Look at their reward. <coughs> Let's see the reward. And they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inheritance. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Sometimes you'll come to a place you don't know what to do. If you don't know what to do, there is somebody you can lift your eye. That is a difference between a Christian and a believer and an unbeliever. Unbeliever has nothing to look to, but you have somebody to look to. Turn your eyes unto God, and he will bring salvation to you in every situation. I love, let's look at how whether God responded it. Now all Judah, with their little ones, their wives, their children, because this one is no joke too. If you don't go there, they'll come and capture all of you, take your wife and children away. <laughs> Stood before the Lord. Then, I love this part, the spirit of the Lord the Spirit of the Lord. Everybody say the Spirit of the Lord. The of the Lord. See, God's Spirit, when He comes, when He comes into the midst of God's people, it brings solution. Anytime God's Spirit moves, it brings solution. And when God created the earth, the earth was in confused manner, everything was going this way. But what brought hope to this earth was that the Spirit of the Lord moved over it. So anytime God said, let there be this, the Spirit of the Lord make sure that it is done. So, the Spirit of the Lord then came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zachariah, the son of Baniah, the, the son of Jeel, and the son of Matanah. A Levite of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. And he said, listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord, this is what you need in every condition in your life. Thus says the Lord, what is God saying? Once I get to know this is God's voice to me, nothing can shake me. I know it will surely come to pass. Thus said the Lord, what is God saying? Do not be what? <coughs> Afraid, nor dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but who? God. Tomorrow, I love it. Today, you may hear bad news for your life. 
but there is tomorrow. Tell somebody there is tomorrow. Tell somebody there is tomorrow. That whatever happened to you, there is what we call tomorrow. So once you know tomorrow, he said, tomorrow, today, you've heard this news, today, all these things are coming against you, but focus on me for tomorrow. Go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Azit. And you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Judah. So God says, now I permitted you to go against them, but God didn't tell them what he was going to do. Eh? Hey, the people I'm afraid of, you say I should go against them. And he showed them where they are. That's God, he knows the secret of men. He knows every secret. And the secret of the heart, what you haven't even uttered, what you haven't said, what you have thought of, he knows it. So, you, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself. Tell someone to position yourself. You see, if you don't even need to fight a battle. You need to do what? Position yourself. It is when you position yourself. Some of us, sometimes God wants to bless us, but we haven't positioned ourselves. Learn how to position yourself. Where do I stand? What do I do? Position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of what? The Lord. Who is with you? O Judah and Jerusalem, do not what? I like this. God gave them. Say, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Never fight a battle with God is not with you. I say what? Whatever battle you're going to fight, financial battle, spiritual battle, health battle, ask God to be with you. Even if you're going for operation and it's a battle, ask God to be with you. Don't be afraid. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord. Worshipping what? I love this. Worshipping what? Has the situation changed? Has the situation changed? His first reaction was he was afraid. Now, after prayer, the fear turned to worship. His eyes have now moved from the enemy and is now on God. When your eye is on God, it is worship that comes out of you. But if you put all your mind on the enemy who is attacking you, fear and panic will happen to you. 
So, you worship God, then the Levite of the children of Korahite and of the children of Korahite stood up to do what? <coughs> you see, they must carry, they must make a sanctuary for God. Because God, Judah was a sanctuary of God. Praise is a sanctuary. So when you are going, you must go with God. And you must carry God. You cannot carry that building. But you can carry God. You can create that building with your praise. And God dwell in it. And you carry God to your battlefield. Ha! Ah. They stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. That's why you don't have to feel shy to think when they say we are praising God, we are making too much noise. No, it's not noise. You see, noise depends on the one. The ear is the one that determines whether it's nuisance. Eh? Sometimes nice classical uh, songs is a noise to some people. Depending on what type of music you like. <laughs> so what is this? They should move away and let the giddy 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 come. So depending on the. Uh, <laughs> So, you can make a joyful noise unto the Lord, and that is acceptable. They praise Him. They didn't praise Him like a fearful people. You know, people were afraid of the enemy. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. They don't want the enemy to hear that they are, they are there. But these are the people, their focus have left their enemy. And the focus is now on their God. And when your focus is on your God, ha, you don't, they even forgotten that there was an enemy that is coming against them. They forgotten the number of the enemy that is coming. They only saw God and they were praising God. Ha, and God then moved on their behalf. <clears throat> So, they rose early in the morning. I love them. And went out into the wilderness of Taqwa. And they went out. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe well. Tell the one by you. Tell him five times, or her, five times. Amen. Amen. When you do that, you'll be what? Huh? How many of you want to be established? You see, when you're established, nothing can move you. Establishment comes in having faith in Jehovah God. 
But he did not end there. He also said what? Believe his word. Prophets. So at least believe he means more. <laughs> and you shall what? You shall what? Prosper. Because God speaks through his prophet the very thing that will create prosperity in your life. When the prophetic word comes, it comes to prosper you. It comes to make you prosper in whichever area that is given you. So those that prophesy, when somebody prophesies, he, 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 he prophesied to do what? Oh, New Testament. Oh, he that speaketh in tongue. Edify himself. The one that prophesied. Build the church up, it made the church great, grow, make it great and mighty. Brethren, if the church want to prosper, it needs. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So he said, Look, somebody is going to prophesy. As you prophesy, as you hear this prophetic word, when God, when preaching is coming, it comes with prophetic words. If you see it as a prophetic word, it prospers. It edifies you. It builds you up. It makes you great. It builds your businesses. You can apply it to your life. Your health. It prospers your body. It builds you up as a church. So, you have to go on. Let me go on to my lesson. And he said, and when he had consulted with the people, after God had spoken, he did not consult with the people before hearing from God. So the consultation was based on what God had said. Are you getting it? The consultation was based because they have prayed first. God has spoken and God has told them this and that. So he said, well, Based on all this that God has said, let's sit down and move. So nobody said anything outside God's will. <clears throat> and when he had concluded with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord. I love it. Those who should sing to who? Some of us, we sing to ourselves. I don't like show. Let's sing to the Lord. So now we sing for people to say we have good voices. That one is good. It makes us happy. But it achieves nothing. So when people are going to sing, they should have it in, them, in their mind that it is the Lord we are going to sing to. And if you want to sing the Lord, you prepare your body as a temple. 
Let holy songs go out of our life. No matter how beautiful your voice is, if you live anyhow, your song smells. No matter how handsome we are, if our life is not right, our song will also not be right. People may say, oh, musically, you are doing well. But that will go, it's like the, the, the offering of Cain. Isn't it? It won't go up. Yes, it's bent. It's nice, and the smoke will go and come back to you. So when we come to church and we are worshiping, not only those who are leading the worship, we ourselves who are joining the worship, we should also have it in our heart that we are singing to God. Oh, are you angry with me? That's why I like song ministration more than uh, people coming to excite me. Sing to God. Let your songs be to Jehovah God. It is those ones that give victory. Those ones that God dwells in. Those ones that God moves inside. Okay. That's by the way. And when he had consulted, okay, 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 wait. For they were saying, praise the Lord. And he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise what? The beauty of what? Of holiness. As they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercies and joys forever. Oh, I love this God. Now when they began to sing, now when they did what? Some something's going to happen. The Lord did what? Ah! You can't sing for God to sit down and wait for you. He then set an ambushment. I don't know which people he used, but he set an ambush. He set ambushes against the what? The people of Ammon, Moab, Amansea, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon, look at how they were defeated. He then created confusion. He made one, you see, that's good. When people join, come together and want to destroy you, it's very easy for God to destroy them. They will just use themselves. They will fight themselves. They will come and tell you that this person wants to destroy you. Say, you are the one who said it. You are the one who said it. And, and, and they, became, they will become fools before you. <laughs> so I'm afraid of one person trying to destroy me than when they are together. That one is very easy. That one, uh, uh, let them fight themselves. So, maybe Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants 
of myself. Then I don't know what happened. Maybe something just happened and they were there. Ah, they said, ah, this is a boy. Yeah, the other day, you killed our grandfather. And now you're going, what? And anger came into them. And they started, I said, see, we all have this. And these people did this thing to us. So join us, they join us. Instead of going to kill them, they, they started fighting those people and they finished them. Maybe that was the stronger army among them. So the two joined together and finished them. Then when they finish, uh, you know, sometimes I don't like when people come together to do something, I don't like coming together to fight somebody. I don't want to become friend to somebody because he's a, we, are, we have a common enemy. Never join hand with people because they have common enemy to kill your enemy. But when you finish and you don't have anybody to fight, <laughs> you will fight yourself too. So after finishing their common enemy, what happened? And when they had made an end of the inhabitant of Seir, what happened? They helped to what? Destroy one another. That's good. They helped to destroy one another. This is a background which Israel did not know. When God was doing this, maybe in their mind, they are thinking, how is God going to solve this problem? God had already sorted them up. So they were singing, and while they were singing, and when Judah came to the place overlooking the wilderness, they looked towards the multitude. And there were their dead bodies. Isn't it? Falling on the earth. No one had escaped. How could nobody escape? Because if they are fighting, the last person should fail, kill, uh, 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 and the last person should find a way to escape. But I don't know what happened. For two of them just did. And they all fell and died. <laughs> this is how God fight is. When, you see, when God fight his battle, it's beautiful. Amen. Then look, listen to what happened. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to the way, came to take away their spoil, they found among them an inhabitants of they, they found among them. What? Oh, they, they, an abundance of what? A val, a, a valuable of the dead bodies. They, took, they saw some valuables on the dead bodies. Ha! Going to war. See, God knows how to set people up. You're going to war. You bring your gold, listen, and everything. Gold trinket. You don't want to leave it at home. You are carrying everything. Battle, what do you have that thing? Carrying everything. And they were carrying it for who? For the Israelites. 
they remove everything. We don't want the dead body. We want the the valuables. So when Jehoshaphat's people came to take away the spoil, they found among the abundance an abundance of valuables, valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelry. Thank God, that is, which they stripped off for themselves. Sure, they didn't leave it on the dead body; they removed it. More than they could carry away, and there were three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. Ha! They carried, they carried the spoil for how many days? Three days. <laughs> Three days. Three days carrying it. You go. Then come and put it. You go. Come and put it. I don't know that it could be great number. Everybody was commanded to take his gold, to take his everything, to take his silver, to take everything, to carry everything with him. And they carried it and carried it and carried it and carried it. Then, <coughs> that's how God is going to do it to you. All that I'm saying is that phrases is very important when even it comes to warfare. I started with some 114 and I was telling you about Judah. Judah simply means praise. And when Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob from a, from a people of strange language, Judah became what? His sanctuary. And Israel, his dominion. I love that. I thank God. See, the sea saw it. And what? See, when God is made a sanctuary, even the sea, when he sees them coming and with praises, the seas did what? Ran away. Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Running away from you. Atlantic Ocean. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. The sea can't stand when God is giving a place in your life. No matter what problem that looks huge like a sea. Look, when God is giving the rightful place, it will give way. It cannot stop you. So, not only that, I love that. Ha! Huh. The sea saw it and fled. Jordan turned back. Ha! Huh. The mountain what? Skipped like what? Rams. The little hills what? Like lambs. Everything was running away. When you carry God's presence, and now, as a believer, you are the one that carries the presence of God. God lives in you. You become the temple of the living God. If we understand this, no mountain should be able to stand before you. If we live before the Lord, continue. What ails you, O.C., that you fled? You are too known. Too known, see. What ails you to do what? 
We are Ben Jordan, that you turn back. All mountain that you skip like rams. All little hill like lambs. Oh, this is the place. Tremble, OF, at the presence of what? The Lord. At the presence of what? The God of Jacob. The last one. Who turned the what? The rock into what? A pool of water. Who can do that? Turning rock onto what? The flint into what? A fountain of waters. This is the kind of God. I want you to understand the God we worship. This should create faith in you. That he has the ability to turn rocks into water. Not stand rock. This is the kind of God. Just heaven. Is your situation like a rock? If it's like a rock, it can be turned Amen. to water. Amen. I don't know the scientific uh, 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 basis which a rock can turn to water. But God can bypass scientific principle and bring water out of a rock. Your rocky life, the thing that stood like you, like rock, will become like water. Some of us have come to face rocks in our life. And you feel like giving up today. Carry the presence of God. Amen. And we're going to carry, we're going to create a presence for God right now. Amen. Hallelujah. We have come with